My name is Ishan Rola. And I'm Annie Knudsen. And welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, the podcast where students from different areas of life, undergraduate, graduate, or medical school, share their stories with mental health. A quick warning to those listening, this podcast deals with heavy themes such as depression, anxiety, and suicide, and it is left unfiltered in regards to language and content. Additionally, this podcast is not meant to put down in any way the mental health resources brought on campus. However, we must acknowledge how they cannot serve every student. Every week, you will hear a new student tell their story. We hope these stories will shine a light on the often overlooked issue of mental health and provide a place of comfort for those currently suffering. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's story. Wish it was easy every day. Like that better. Wish you'd forgotten what to say. That's not your kind. Wow. Uh, okay, so thank you for being here, Trey. Um, Absolutely. So I just wanted to ask you right now, like, wh- where does it begin for you? Like, so I guess it really started to begin probably right around when I was. I want to say like 13, 14 years old, so just entering high school. Um, I noticed that I have like more energy than Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And typically uh, with, uh, I'll say up front, I uh, am diagnosed with uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, otherwise known as ADHD, and also with uh, a GAD, general anxiety disorder. So um, I figured that out. So I got put on some pills for a while. And I think they were working, except I just didn't like how they made me feel. So, like, okay. I felt, like, all tense and just I was, like, depressed all the time. Uh, so I had to, like, be taken off. It was a five ants to be specific. And then I switched to Adderall, which that actually um, helped a lot better. Okay. But um, I still didn't like just that feeling of just feeling like I'm restricted. But yeah. it did help me, like, a lot of focus. So right around um, then is when everything kicked off for me. And then okay. currently, I take um, this medicine called Trinolex, which uh, helps with the depression and anxiety. And then also, it kind of doubles as something for ADHD as well. Okay. So overall, right now, things are pretty good with the ADHD. But okay. that's when um, it started for me, about 13, 14. All right. So when, how did you first realize that you had something like, the, like this, these anxiety disorders? And for someone going through some uh, these disorders what did it what was your inside perspective like what was going through your mind so basically i would just worry about everything all the time i would always worry that something would go wrong so i think that's when i figured out that it was a problem like i would always tell my teachers about hey what if this goes wrong or i would like tell my mom like hey like i'm worried about like this happening etc so right then and there that began i would say I'd say pretty much in middle school, so yeah. I guess I've been dealing with anxiety for longer than I thought, but yeah. I wasn't really diagnosed with it until right around age 13. Okay. So uh, I, my anxiety has affected me really well. Sometimes I would, like, stay away from, like, certain areas just because um, of just having a flare-up, or I would be kind of introverted in certain social situations because fear of saying the wrong thing and then mm-hmm. just having that, like, tenseness in my um chest and like my neck just feeling anxious that something's gonna go wrong because of the thing that i said so that's where a lot of it stirs from so 
you you say that like, uh, you always were afraid of something specific going wrong. Would you could you give us like a, a specific example, maybe a situation that in the past where um, something like possibly objectively like, subjectively normal happened, but like you took it the extra step. So I guess I'll uh, pick this back up to middle school. Mm. So in middle school, I believe I was in fifth or sixth grade. I I think it was like with a test or something like that. Yeah. And um, I guess I was just afraid that, you know, I wasn't going to do well. Like I was going to like fail out of school and stuff like that. So um, I eventually took the test. But um, I think it took me like so long to like just get started. And um, I would always not do too well in school growing up um so because i was just i just never studied probably just because that test anxiety kicked in to feel like i was uh not going to do well and that pretty much deterred me to um pretty much prepare for any tests i've had in high school and then even trickled into college then you you took started taking this medication when you um we're in middle or middle school, right? Correct. And so you start taking it, and you said it didn't work perfectly. What was that transition? Like? So, before I took the medication, I was, I guess, pretty much my normal self. So I yeah. was like, I was like all fidgety. Uh, I talked a lot. I moved around quite quickly, and I was just, just full of this energy. And then once I started taking the Vivance in high school, uh, during school, I wouldn't like say too much and then after school like when the medicine wore off like I began just acting like myself uh, speaking out more saying things I wouldn't normally say um, in a school-based environment and then I still I was on Vyvanse for quite a while I probably want to say I was taking it until probably right around junior or senior year of high school before I switched to taking Adderall so, so from for most of your high school you're like very uh, very uh, reserved and then as soon as you get out of high school like it just be like it almost like a sudden shift as soon as like the medicine wore off to like that back to that fidgety self yeah summarizing it right yeah yeah i think you're summarizing it perfectly okay. actually did that affect your personal relationships at all how was that towards your mental health itself um did you feel very trapped so it did affect my um personal relationships uh quite a bit actually um and it created some barriers uh for me personally what type of barriers so some barriers would be um, I would be labeled as socially awkward or so. Uh, like I couldn't like communicate well in a certain conversation or I would always like stutter or do uh -huh. like not normal things to like look off to the side or like just play with my hands and stuff like that. I couldn't stand still and just like focus on the person, which I think now I've gotten much better at. But back then it just still uh, damaged like those <clears throat> really uh, good relationships that I had mm. and I got like labeled as like someone who was like weird uh, people didn't want to be around me and then at that moment I just kind of felt like I was trapped and then it definitely oh. led to some bullying um, I, I was pretty much bullied from middle school until I graduated high school and then I just, it just felt like it was just me against like everybody else so I felt trapped in that way mm -hmm. so when did you get on uh, Adderall and how did that affect you like how does that specifically like manage your symptoms per se so adderall kind of calms me down a little bit and yeah. it really does help me focus so like if i'm like reading a book i'll look at it i'll look away from it for like a second and then i'll like go 
back to it. Whereas if I'm not on any medication, um, I could be reading for like five seconds and then I could put the book down and go do a different activity. And then I could be doing that activity for five uh, seconds, five minutes, and then I can switch to another activity because ADHD is you can't do one thing for an extended period of time. Like you can only do certain things for a few minutes at a time and then you get bored. So you move something else to like satisfy that desire to just be occupied. Was there like, when you were like not on the medication, had ADHD, like could you put it into perspective? Like maybe a specific instance when you're like bouncing around so many different things at once. So a specific example, uh, I think one time it was over the summer. So I didn't have classes or anything like that. Uh Uh, I was playing Xbox for right around like five, 10 minutes. And then I like paused the game. I was on my phone and then it ended up um, being like 20 minutes. I was on my phone. And then I went back to playing Xbox for a couple minutes and then I got bored of again. So like I turned it off and I turned on some Netflix. So I just kept switching activities just to feel that desire to be occupied because I just felt just weird just sitting there doing nothing and just felt like I had to be doing something or else I wasn't like yeah fulfilling myself. I don't know. And would you say like it was like almost like a... Um physiologically like your body response did you always feel like like i guess and sort of like restless so it was always like a restless feeling of like yes. being on edge. yeah okay. absolutely yeah all right i would describe that as restless 100 percent. so i mean of course the medication can only do so much yeah um did was it able to take care of all the symptoms and if not like were there things you did to try and you know take away the residual symptoms yeah so i guess the medication it did take some of the symptoms away but not completely all of it so like it took the um lack of attention away but it didn't take being like sad or depressed away it didn't take that but some of the things i did when i wasn't on medication i started to for some reason i just started to become more organized so i would start like cleaning my room i would start like writing things down in the planner and i just keeping things as neat as i can and uh that started probably right around when I was um, junior high, high school, and then just trickled into college here. And um, yeah, just doing whatever I can to like I see, okay. physically see something helps me uh, get something accomplished. Okay. And if I could go into that sad and depression side of it, so you say the the, the medication never took out that part. Um, like, what were you going through in terms of the, the like the sadness side of it? Um, if that was still there? Um, I guess going through what I was going through with the sadness part, probably just, I think it was probably just like the bullying and social awkwardness. Like I feel like that I would never get invited to like all the parties and stuff like that as I see like other people in high school. So like, mm-hmm. cause in high school people t- uh, typically running clicks so like you got like the popular yeah. kids and then the quote-unquote unpopular kids or like mm-hmm. the band athletes whatever and i just felt i didn't feel that um i guess i felt the desire to like be where that i wanted to be where they were at so people yeah. would like me and stuff like that so that's where generally that sadness built up and i was just like unhappy just with who i am as a person or like do i like not have the good enough looks or like yeah. the good enough personality stuff like that were there things you try to do to change that? I think I would just try to be like them just in every possible way that I can. Like I would like use their lingo. I would curse and swear a lot. I would mm-hmm. um, 
So from like a male standpoint, I would like talk about women in a way that I shouldn't have just so like I could feel like being included even now, like I shouldn't be talking about women in a way that doesn't honor them. So I would yeah. just do that just to like be like one of the cool kids and like, oh, Trey's like hanging out with that girl over there. Like, yeah. oh, he's so cool. So like stuff like that. I would try so hard to just uh, basically please everybody. And did that exhaust you? Yes. <laughs> it yeah. was so exhausting. Because yeah. I can imagine like with that social anxiety, because you're saying like sometimes you always thought about what you would say. And then trying to always be on top of that in that social manner. Like, there must have been moments when you were you, you said the wrong thing and it must have just ate you away, like, for hours afterwards. Did that happen? Oh, several times. Like, there's so many examples. Yeah. And What's one of them? There's one of them. Let's see. So, one example was, I believe... I texted somebody um, that, hey, like, um, that I like you and I want to go on a date with you or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it just, like, got out to, like, a bunch of people. And then I I started to get, like, teased and stuff like that. And then Uh, I was just, like, I just felt just awful and just, like, the center of attention that I didn't want to be. So, um, yeah, that's one example of how that backfired on me. I was I was discouraged. Yeah. So I was discouraged to like walk around school for a few days after that, and then after that, everyone kind of forgot uh, about it, and then just moved on to something else. But it's tiring, like trying to keep up with everything, right? Yeah. And so when you get the, went went to Ohio State, how did how was that transition, especially for your mental health? Yeah. Um. So it was easier mm-hmm. going to going from my senior year when I graduated to my freshman year because. I went to newer campus, so it was a lot smaller. So it was pretty yeah. much the size of my high school. So uh, that first year, it made it easier. And then coming here to main campus my sophomore year, that was just like a slap in the face. Really? Yeah. I, my GPA was probably the lowest I've ever done, like academically. And just like transitioning to living on my own was hard, which which started like off hard because I had uh, lived in the dorms of Newark. So, yeah, basically that was pretty much a rude, direct, uh, a rude awakening transit transitioning from high school to college, which um, I've started to adapt to now, obviously yeah. being a senior. So, um, yeah. That's good. Um, when you, when you, when you got in, when you went into these new environments, did your uh, anxiety or like anxiety uh, um, or ADHD like flare up at any points? Yeah. So actually my freshman year, um, I ended up switching rooms just because I had a bad roommate situation. Oh. So basically, uh, my roommates decided it was the quote unquote best idea to like have a little, um, a little social gathering in uh, their room. And there happened to be alcohol during it. And it happened to be just before fall break. So uh, the uh, hall director, one of security, and then a couple RAs came in and then they like asked us all a bunch of like, questions. And then uh, they asked us to open a mini fridge, which, uh, take note, it was not allowed on Newark's campus. Like, to have on Newark's campus, you're not allowed to have mini fridges in your dorms. Okay. So, um, basically, my uh, old RA asked um, all of us to uh, open the fridge. And then, so, I complied, I opened the fridge, and then there's a bunch of the beer. And then they told us to uh, dump all the beer out. And then, after all that transpired, the... Um, 
uh, RAs and security and whatnot, they all left the room. And then all my roommates just started like yelling at me. And then I just felt just like, cause I, I was like the worst person ever. So like, that's when my anxiety built up. Cause like they were threatening to like beat me up and stuff like that. And then I had to file a police report against one of my roommates. And then I had to establish no contact order to, in order for my protection. So yeah, that was just, I was a stressful situation and oh, that goodness. definitely flared up like yeah. so quickly. And then for the rest of the time at Newark, was it fairly consistent or were there like more flare ups? So my second semester at Newark, uh, when I was in my new room, yeah, um, I don't think I flared up that much. Good. It ended up going a lot better than first semester did because like my roommates were cool. They were more respectful and I felt safe living there, so I think the second semester was a lot better. Okay. So then you came to OSU, and um, you did just describe that transition because you said it was um, it was it was a slap in the face, as you said. So mm-hmm. like basically, the amount of time that I have to actually put into assignments and then um, actually have to like study per se, mm-hmm. because in high school I got I didn't really study for a single test and I ended up getting a 3.2 GPA. Okay. And then when I got to main campus, uh, my sophomore year, first semester, it was like a huge wake up call. My grades were not where they should be. Yeah. And I was like, I really actually have to like put in work to get the work grades I need to, mm-hmm. or grades I want to get per se. So you said you were internal X. Did you ever use that to help you study? I would take it pretty much before I would like do homework or because okay. that's when yeah. That's when my doctor instructed me to take it was when I need to like complete assignments. Yeah. And did it completely help when you in? Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It just kinda right. depends on the day. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a complete like hit. It was like a hit or miss. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So how else did your mental health progress as you reached main campus? I think the anxiety slowly started to like get better but it still flares up at certain times so i got involved in several like organizations on this campus so like block l like i love sports we're the official student section for ohio state athletics so just making friends that way Mm -hmm. and then um the biggest impact or at least one of them is uh this student organ man called uh never walk alone which i'm sure you've heard of yeah and i've heard your uh, interview with our president yeah so just being getting involved in those groups just made this campus feel a lot smaller because like we're a huge campus we got 60 60, 60,000 undergrads like that's incredible and then but uh, yeah just getting involved really helped a lot and just kind of like I guess calm me down about being on such like a big campus where I don't know like everybody but like once you get involved in student orgs it feels like so much smaller and you have that sense of community and you have people to turn to whenever Uh like you are feeling alone so going back to like that, that social group, it's, it's basically like you feel a little bit, your anxiety goes a little bit down when you know the people around you, when you yes. feel more connected. Yeah, if I'm okay. not around anybody, my anxiety, if I'm not around people that I feel like I know, my anxiety goes up more. But when I'm around people who like know me and accept me, then like I feel completely fine. So when did you get off the Adderall and the Trinolex and how is that, how effective has that been? So um, I actually got off Adderall yeah, long before I started Trinolex, mm-hmm. and I actually started uh, taking Zoloft, Zoloft for um, anxiety and my depression. But um, yeah, getting off of Adderall, it actually helped like a lot better. Like I didn't feel like as like sad or depressed when okay. I was in uh, certain situations, and I felt 
uh, it aspects pretty much more calm than I did when taking Adderall. Like I didn't feel like I was like tensing up as much on my my shoulders and stuff yeah. like that. So it was. It was oh, so you like physically tensed up also? Yeah, like I phys- yeah physically and mentally tensed oh. up. Yeah. Okay. And when you said you were sad and depressed, Adderall, like, did it ever get to depression, or was it just like a bummed out feeling? I think it was just a bummed out feeling. Okay. I don't think it was a okay bad depression. So then, as a student right now, just like living with anxiety and ADHD, like, could you just walk us through your day? Like, tell us like what do you go through and what things you have to deal with. Um, you know, for example, what things you deal with that other people might not have to deal with. Yeah. So uh, it's an inside look. Yeah. Yeah, inside look. So yeah, going through like day by day basis. So I'll obviously wake up, do my normal morning routine, and then if I have class, I'll go to class. If I have work, I'll go to work. Yeah. And then sometimes just walking on campus, um, I just kind of try to like focus like on like what's in front of me. But sometimes I have this. I have this on-edge feeling, so I'm, like, always constantly looking over my shoulder and just looking around me at uh, thinking people that might scrutinize me or whatever. And normally in those situations, I try to just, like, breathe, just, like, calm down. Like, they don't care what I'm doing. I just keep walking and just go to class pretty okay. much. So um, that's what that looks like. But as far as going through something that other people might not have, can't really share too much detail just because of how severe like the stakes are. Mm-hmm. I'm currently going through a situation that I could possibly have to leave Ohio State after this year, and it's just been so bad on my mental health. And um, I've been in and out of offices, meeting with different board members, etc. And it's just been just agonizing. But um, the most important uh, thing that I rely to or go to in these situations. It's probably my faith. I identify as a Christian. I've been following Jesus for about five years, and I um, always, like, put, like, my worries in him. So I feel like a spiritual, having that aspect in your mental health, I feel that goes, like, a long way because I feel without that, um, I think it's just going to get worse from there, and it's never going to get better. But just by placing my trust in him and, like, his plan for me and not worrying about other people and, like, their expectations— uh, I only have to like please him and just nobody else, and basically he loves me for who I am. So like that gives me like that peace of mind that um, he's always going to be there for me, and then I can just get through pretty much anything. And that's really great because I mean, one of my friends uh, was going through a bunch of stuff um, in terms of anxiety, and then he became like a Christian. Awesome, yeah. Um, in the middle, and like it's he's never been better. So Word, like, yeah. did you find religion? through your struggles with anxiety and everything or were you always religious and you just happened to be a stronger yeah so i actually started to become a christian after going through uh young life in high school so uh basically having uh leaders who are like more um experienced with like their faith and stuff uh, just having them teach me about the bible and then just all the teachings and stuff like that and um i would say yeah just based off of um, what I've gone through in my past, I feel like that deterred me to like put my hope into something else instead of trying to fill my fill a void with other things. So yeah. like uh, like partying, alcohol, or or relationships with girls, like et cetera, schoolwork, trying to be the best. Yeah. So I feel like that's what um, kind of motivates me to like turn to Jesus when I have a uh, bad situation on my hands. Okay, well, I mean that's great to hear. And so personally, I think. It works for me, but um, I've seen a lot of people 
um, have gone through like the same struggles I have with mental health and then they actually become a Christian and then their life is a complete 180. So mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend um, that lifestyle. Like if like they're interested in it, obviously I'm not trying to like shove religion down their throat. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty much uh, one person has to like make that decision for themselves. But That's fair. Um, I would I would actually at first obviously seek professional help. I think that's the number one thing you have to do and you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And um, your friends, like they're there for you and all that stuff, but they're not professionals. So you need someone who's a licensed counselor that can really help you for that. But also still have those friends to uh, support you and pick you up when you fall. You, you talked about all, like you use many medications, but did you ever go to see therapy? And at OSU, have you ever used the CSS services at Yonkin? Yeah, so I used CSS, I believe it was when I was either a junior or a sophomore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt that was, I felt it was all right, but um, yeah. they couldn't see me like as often just because the demand is so high because yeah. there are so many kids out there who need help. And then I think I feel like a lot of us tend to just put the blame on them saying like, oh, no, they're horrible. But no, they, they're really trying to get us in. It's just there's like not enough counselors and with yeah. how big our campus is, uh, there's not enough, um, I guess, resources for them. Yeah. So uh, it's recommended that you go off campus where you can uh, get in quicker and get that more, um, get more one-on-one -on -one time with somebody like on a more consistent basis. But uh, I would say, yeah, therapy in the past has definitely helped a lot. Like, I started seeing a therapist when I was my junior, senior year in high school and problems progressed yeah. and um it was a very good decision and um, i don't regret it at all how did the therapist help you um so basically he just let me just vent to him everything i, I had on my mind mm -hmm. and uh we always like played cards during like our sessions so it'd be kind of <laughs> easier to uh talk to him about some stuff but yeah just yeah. Uh, having that person just um let me just vent and just lay everything out there really made a difference because I've, I've found it's easy to like get something out of there like right away. That's true. Like if I am angry about something or upset, I need to know, talk to somebody and let them know my exact feelings. I don't want to like sugarcoat it or anything like that. Yeah. Or just kind of like keep it bottled up because that's not healthy for you at all. That's completely true. Um, were there specific exercises you guys would do also? Like say you'd vent and uh, you know express all your emotions. Um, did that help completely, or did you also do some other exercises with you to make it you know to give you a different perspective? Um, as far as I remember, I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, it was mainly just like the venting part. I think it was just a good release of my emotions, okay. and I just felt at peace after oh, sharing okay. it. Mm -hmm. And have you have you gone off campus uh, while at college? Yeah, I did. I actually uh, went and saw someone a couple times this year, but unfortunately, uh, they can't give me on a consistent basis. So I'm pursuing mm -hmm. other counseling opportunities. And but the two sessions I went to, um, it was actually really helpful because like yeah. he gave me like challenges, and um, I've actually like did the challenges that my counselor gave to me, and I definitely saw a difference. So for one example, yeah. um, he gave an example of being cut off in traffic. He uh. Uh, gave me the prompt are you mad because that person cut you off or are you mad because you're going to be late to wherever you're going so like i would always like think about that whenever someone cuts me off and i'm like why am i mad that this person cut me off like i'm only mad because like i'm going to be late yeah. so like it was definitely like 
kind of a reality check pretty much i guess it's almost like realizing the the, the, the root of your emotions yeah pretty much okay that's what he was uh, getting at uh, do you happen to have like test anxiety uh, of that sort because that, that does affect a lot of uh students at osu do, do you go through that at all yeah i would definitely say i would go through test anxiety because that usually <clears throat> prevents me from studying even though that's what i should do in order to do ah. all the tests so i guess just that fear of not preparing myself well enough so i just say you know screw it i'm just not going to study and then uh whatever happens happens yeah so you'd get more so stressed in the outcome of the test that you wouldn't study enough and then you just become discouraged? Pretty much, right? yeah. Is there any way you deal with that? Um, I wouldn't say there's any way I deal with that currently. I would just say that that is something I have to work on. So then out of curiosity, for some someone going through, you know, like what you're going through, what would you recommend to them? And like to someone who, ha- who hasn't gone through what you're going through, like what would you recommend to them as well? I would recommend to uh, someone who hasn't gone through what I've been going through, um, find resources like immediately and get yourself plugged in like as soon as the symptoms like start happening. Don't mm-hmm. wait and put it off. Otherwise, you're just going to feel just even worse. So by yeah. fi- finding and accessing those resources and utilizing them like right away, like you're going to go a long way and like you're going to have that support that you need. And then you'd be surprised at the results that you get. Okay. And then to someone who hasn't, like, to help someone who hasn't gone through what you're going through, like, understand your perspective, what would you tell them? I would definitely say, so, probably say do research, like, let them vent to you, and, um, or, like, ask questions, like, what do you feel, like, when you go through um, this? What does your mind um, do? Like, what actions do you do? Like, do you... um, just not go to like certain events do you like sweat do you shake anything like that and i would just probably if i was bored one day and um was all done with like my assignments and stuff i would just do some research on it and just uh figure out how i can like support them and like look at reviews and stuff like that also ask other people if they're going through like the same stuff that this other person may be going through and then um just utilizing my resources okay yeah, research is super important. I feel like people don't really know like how prevalent anxiety is. Yeah, anxiety depression isn't like our society. Yeah. Um, it becomes a butt of a joke a lot. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? yeah. yeah. For you, mental health is just a long road. Um, oh, yeah. Where do you see yourself on that road, and like, what do you want to improve on, and what have you improved on that you're proud of? Yeah. So on the road with mental health, I see myself as I'm at a bump right now, but I'm. On, I'm <clears throat> progressing to uh, get myself better. So um, I think I've done a lot better with just being vulnerable because mm-hmm. before in like high school, I would like reserve myself and wouldn't like put my actual mm-hmm. feelings out there. And like as soon as I got into college, as soon as I got plugged into like a church small group here, like I would just be 100% just honest and just flow like my like true emotions down, like what I'm going through and what I'm feeling. So mm-hmm. really being vulnerable is the key, <clears throat> but also make sure it's like someone that you like can trust because like you don't want someone like breaking confidentiality, especially if you're sharing like some... That's um, true, some yeah. heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, so you mentioned like being vulnerable. It's kind of crazy. Like sometimes, and I don't know if you can see like maybe it's like masculinity or whatever, but I feel like men per se... Um, 
it's harder for us to express their emotions, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. be vulnerable. And do you think that's just, as a social standard, we just shouldn't express our emotions? Do you think that's, like, a weight that's put onto us? I think it's what society yeah. says. Because, like, men, we're supposed to be, like, oh, we're supposed to be big and strong. Like, we're not supposed to cry, stuff like that. But I just completely disagree with that because mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I'm correct, I believe, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I believe, like, the men, the men, uh, the suicide rates for men are like sky, yeah, much higher than they are for women. Just mm-hmm. because men typically keep everything bottled up, and I say that's unhealthy. Like, get a group of guys that you can trust, and then really just let your feelings out there, and just mm-hmm. like, like you need your brothers there to support you and pick yeah. you up when you fall. Because like, it is not fun going through things alone. Like I'll tell you that from experience. So oh yeah, completely. community is so important. I cannot stress that enough. When you first reached out to uh, someone, like one of your friends, uh, w- w- was it, uh, did they have to like constantly ask you, like, hey, like what's going on? Like I can tell you you're down. Or was it just you just like sat down and just like opened up and you're like, wow, I want to do this more often. And you just kept doing it. So I think uh, someone did keep like pestering me like, mm-hmm. hey, like what's going on? And then I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. And they're like, no, you're not. Something's wrong. Like you've been acting weird lately. And then I was just... I just let it all out, and then I was like, wow, like, this feels really good. Yeah. Like, I should do this more often. And then I just naturally just adapted that into my nature. Yeah. And now would you say, like, you openly talk about it? Or maybe just, you know, maybe with that one person, but at least do you openly talk about these things? Yeah, I definitely open. I would definitely okay. say that I openly talk about these things now. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, and would you say, like, your friends – a lot of us have this mentality that, like, they, oh, man, our friends don't care, especially, like, male friends, so, like, they don't really want to deal with this. Do you think that's a myth? Do you think that's just, like, a bad stereotype people put on, like, our male friends that they actually Yeah, I would, I, <clears throat> I would say that is definitely a stereotype for sure. Yeah. But um, I feel like sometimes in just certain situations where we're, like, have an obstacle thrown at us and we get stumped and then we can put ourselves in that mindset or I feel like social media – um, that's like a big um, issue. Like I have all social media, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I can like just see it because sometimes I personally sometimes will like, scroll through like my Instagram feed and I'll compare myself to other yeah. people. So like, oh man, if I had like the body that he did, I would get like these type of girls to like like me and stuff like that. Or hey, if I had like the money that they did, I'd have this type of job, get to go on this type of vacation so i think a lot of that steers from social media so sometimes when applicable i try to take a break from that and just really just look at the world around me and really um look at the people who like truly care about me and those are the people who are like always like texting me checking up on me and um yeah just really those people who make themselves present in my present in my life for sure for sure well so our final question introduce yourself Tell us who you are. Uh, my name is Trey Wilson. I'm a fourth-year student at Ohio State majoring in communication. And, and I wanted to say to the people out here who are, like, struggling that, like, you are not alone. I cannot stress that enough. Um, unfortunately, we had those two incidents with the uh, parking garage last year, which was heartbreaking and devastating. Yeah. And I just want to remind those people that they are not alone and to reach out. When you reach out to somebody, you're already taking that first step. And um, it's it's good to reach out because 
you're going to get that support that you need. Yeah. And then uh, people are going to point you to the resources. And then um, if you're like consistent about it, you'd be surprised at the results you get. So reach out, take care of yourself. So I like, drink plenty of water, mm-hmm. get good sleep. You stay know, hydrated, folks. Yeah, stay hydrated, <laughs> folks. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, go to the RPAC, do what you need to do. But yeah, just uh, do it whatever you can to take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said before, Trey Wilson, a junior at Ohio State communications major. So, um, I'm involved in Block O, which is a uh, sporting organization. Um, we are we are the official student section for Ohio State Athletics, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Um, I'm involved in Never Walk Alone, which is a mental health club on campus, started by my good friend Ronnie Wallet, and that uh, just serves as a support group. And we really want to get the message of mental health out there to all the students on campus. So we are always um, open to new members and joining because we really want to end the stigma of mental health that has affected so many people, specifically young adults around Mm -hmm. this world. I'm also involved in Young Life College, which is a Christian organization on this campus, which um, I've met some of my best friends and it's been just absolutely amazing. I work um, with the Department of Recreational Sports as a competitive sports supervisor and I'm Mm -hmm. also a soccer and a basketball referee. I attend Grace Fellowship Church in Upper Arlington. Um, I've been going there for about three years. And um, hometown's Pickerington, Ohio. I played soccer in high school. I also ran track. But um, that's pretty much who I am. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been great meeting you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate it. ask what's good for me. Said I would never live alone. what's good for thank you so much for listening if you are or know someone currently going through depression anxiety or suicidal ideation please make sure that they receive the help they need suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255 and despite the lack of resources available all college campuses have some form of therapy and support Additionally, if you are interested in sharing your story, please email either Annie Knudsen at knudsen.26 at osu.edu. That's K-N-U-D-S-O-N dot 26 at osu.edu. Or Ishan Rola at rola.3 at osu.edu. That's R-O-L-A dot 3 at osu.edu. We would like to thank our mother organization, Universal Health Aid Columbus an organization dedicated to improving universal health through preventative medicine, health education, leadership de- and leadership development. If you are interested in learning more, go to uhacolumbus.org. That's it for this week. We will see you next week.